Thank you for joining us on our Living Word Christian Center podcast. You're about to listen to one of our guest speakers. Open up your hearts and get ready to receive a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise in the house of God today. Amen. Yeah. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. It is a, a beautiful opportunity to be here. Uh, like Pastor Danny just said, I have, uh, I got engaged on Monday. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. My, my fiance is here in the house. Hallelujah. And so is my wonderful soon-to-be mother-in-law. Amen. And so uh, I'm just thankful for everything that God is doing. Uh, I was with my pastors yesterday, with Pastor Emmanuel and Pastor Laura, and I was thanking them for uh, praying all the hoochies away. Hello. And, uh, but most importantly, most importantly, praying the hoocho out of me. Amen. And so, uh, uh, but now it's a blessing. I'm glad I'm here with you guys. It's, it's good to be with family. And so uh, tonight, let's just go ahead and turn to the book of Galatians chapter 6. Uh, uh, we want to, uh, um, I want to minister a message tonight entitled, Don't Stop Now. Amen. Don't stop now. Now is the season. Now is the time. We're getting closer to the end of the year. It's not time to relax. It's time to keep moving, staying the course, everything that God's intended for us to do. And so uh, it's not time to take it easy. A lot of good things could be happening. A lot of struggles could be happening. But the most important thing that we need to do as men and women of God is keep focused. Can I hear someone say amen? Amen. And so tonight, uh, uh, that's what I want to share. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Word of the Lord reads. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let's pray, church. Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your glory, for your way, for your will here in this house, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that as your spirit moves here, Lord, that you give us an ear to hear, Lord. You encourage us, Lord. You correct us, direct us, rebuke us. Do whatever you want to do, Lord, but let it be your will, Father. I ask you, Lord, that tonight as I decrease, Lord, and you increase, Father, you just give me the words to minister to your people. We love you. We praise you. And in Jesus' mighty name we say, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise one more time in the house of God. Amen. And so this this portion of scripture here of let us not become weary in doing good is a portion of scripture that affects us all. As a matter of fact, the word of the Lord uh, over 96 times in the Bible uh, warns us of becoming weary, becoming tired, uh, becoming spiritually fatigued, becoming uh, so troubled uh, with all the things that are going on in life that uh, we, we sometimes get a little weird. Anybody here? Turn to your neighbor. Do they look weird? If they, if they don't, then you're the weird one. Amen. Somebody's weird in this house. Hello. Amen. You can't blame it on the home always. Amen. But uh, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful portion of scripture because God is letting us know that as men and women of God with a calling, do you believe you have a calling of God here tonight? Uh, men and women of God with a calling, he's letting us know, don't, even though you go through the season of being tired, even though you go through a season of, of becoming heavy and, and burdened and all these things, don't give up because at the proper time, not our, our time, but God's time, amen? Uh, all time belongs to the Lord. Can I hear someone say Amen. Uh, he's the alpha, he's the omega, he's the beginning and the end. Uh, our job is to redeem the time. Our, do- our job is to uh, work what God wants to do in that time so that we can reap what we've been sowing. If you're reaping a, a bad crop, amen, stop sowing in bad crap. Hello, somebody. Amen. 
Watch what you're sowing. Watch what you're doing. If you, if you want good things in your life, start sowing in good things. If you're in a place where you're in a struggle, uh, don't let the struggle overtake you, but keep pushing, keep trusting, and keep believing that that season will be over. Amen? And you, you believe that God is doing something. And so with uh, uh, that, that title of Don't Stop Now, I want to share a few things that we need to continue to, to be so that we can see the, the, the blessing of God. Number one is be intentional. Be intentional. That word intentional, what it means is deliberate. In other words, you can't expect God uh, uh, to just uh, do something in your life if you're not being intentional with your walk with God. You're not accidentally going to get blessed. Amen. Uh, uh, I had to let go of all my Christian mingle accounts so I could be intentional with my fiance. Hello, somebody. Amen. I, I didn't have more than three, I promise. Amen. Don't, you, know, you know what was cool the other day? Uh, we, on Monday when I proposed, we went to go eat dinner afterwards. And I ordered fajitas for two. This, this time it wasn't just for myself. It was because I had my fiance with me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But, but I, it was intentional. Amen. It was intentional. Everything that we do towards the Lord has to be done on purpose. Amen. Has to be intended. Has to be with the, the plan that God has a plan. Uh, see, sometimes we don't understand what God's doing in a moment. But we have to understand that God does have a plan. He knows what he's doing. He knows that uh, the plan that he has for us is not to harm us, amen, but it's to prosper us. It's to do something inside of us. That word intentional means uh, it's considered something that you've thought about. You, you, you got to be uh, like the parable, amen, that talks about how uh, that you can be those people that uh, you don't consider what you're investing into, into the kingdom of God. You don't want to begin to build something, and when you don't have enough to complete it and you get mocked, you can't get butthurt, amen? You have to be intentional with what you're doing in God. You have to be intentional in the season that you're in with the Lord right now. Whether you be in a, a season of the desert or whether you be in a, a season of a mountaintop. Whether you be in a season where you know that God is opening doors and God is moving. Or whether you be in a season where opposition is facing you and all kinds of hell is coming against you. But you know that the goodness of God is for you. Hallelujah. So it does not cause you to quit. It does not cause you to stumble. But it causes you to keep moving in the things of God. In other words, you understand that you're purposed with purpose. You know, amen, that life isn't happening to you, but you're happening to life. Can I hear you say amen? You know that you're not going to take a back seat to the problems, amen? You're not going to go down with the circumstances, and you're going to allow, not allow those things to take over your life. Because God is intentional with us. God created you. Can I hear you say amen? He created you with that big old head. Hello? Amen? He created you with that, that nice mustache, ladies. Amen. God, God called you. Amen. I gave all my ladies for, for at, uh, at my church. Not my ladies like that. Hello. Relax, honey. Amen. All the women in my church, I gave them a bottle of Nair for Christmas. Amen. So they, they could do their thing. <laughs> they're at church right now, so they're not going to see this. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Someone's going to send them the link now. Hello. Amen. What did the Lord says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5? Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And see, the beauty is, is, is that God, in his knowing, in his way, and in his will, regardless of our circumstances, God formed us. God knew uh, the purpose and the plan and the intentions, the, the circumstances that got us here. However it was, uh, like how David says, he was birthed in iniquity. None of that matters when God has a plan for you. None of that matters when God has purpose for you. 
None of that matters when you know that the anointing and the calling of God and his forming of you is there. Can I hear someone say amen? amen. He formed us uh, through the squeezing and through uh, the shaping, uh, uh, the, being the, 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 the clay in the potter's wheel. Understanding that he's molding us into the form that he has planned for us. Not what we want, amen? I never planned on uh, pastoring. When I went into the men's home, I wanted to be there 30 days and, and uh, uh, just sober up and eat and, and relax. Hello, stop being a tweaker, amen? And I had to understand that at that point that where God was dealing with me and I was surrendering and letting go unto the Lord, I had to surrender my will and accept the will of God. Did I understand it? No. In, those, in that time that I was in the home, I never thought that uh, almost seven years later I'd be going up to Modesto to pastor a church. I always thought that uh, uh, when I was, I wanted a pastor, it was in my heart, not in the beginning, but God leads us from season to season, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. We just got to keep being intentional. Can I hear you say amen? amen. We got to keep trusting that, hey, God did not make a mistake when he created us. He formed us with purpose. He formed us with an intention. See, Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 says, not that I've already obtained all of this or that I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. See, there's a reason why God pulled you out of hell. Can I hear you say amen? There's a reason why he pulled you out of your oppression, out of your depression, out of your anxieties, out of whatever the hell you came out of. Hello? There's a reason why he pulled you out of it. It wasn't for you to, to just be comfortable in church. It wasn't just for you to maintain the, the motions of religious calisthenics. It was for you to be on fire for King Jesus. Hallelujah. It was for you to understand that there is a purpose and a plan for your life to fulfill. There's work to be done. Can I hear you say amen? amen. There's a lot of things that God's ready for us to begin to do, but you got to be intentional. You got to say, you know what? I may not be perfect. I may not be where I want to be, but I sure as heck ain't where I used to be, where I'm at right now. I'm going to do what I got to do, and I'm going to press against all opposition to get a hold of why God got a hold of me. It don't matter. Tell somebody it don't matter. It don't matter what you've been through. Amen? Not that I don't care, but it doesn't matter. Nothing should be able to hold you back when you know God is on your side. See, the word says, I knew you. I knew you, the word says right here. He's acknowledging you. When's the last time that you've been in your trial, in your mist, in your mess, and you forgot to acknowledge God? And you waited. You, you, you put him on the back burner and you, you, you posted on Facebook for people to pray for you. And all you did was, was, was spill out your cheesemen. Hello. What's a Mexican's favorite cheese? Cheesemen. You, put, you, you, you pour out, amen, your, your issues and your, your things going on in your life to everybody else but to the Lord. When the Lord's saying, I know you, son. I know you, daughter. I know what's going on in your life. But more importantly, I know where I want to get you through this. You have to understand that he understands. You have to trust, amen, that his will will be done and that the, the, the good work of the Lord is not complete yet. Where you're at right now, amen, Philippians 1.6 says that I am confident in this very thing, that he who began a good work will complete it upon the day of Christ Jesus. Amen? It ain't over. Keep pushing. Keep going. Don't stop moving right now. See, the word of the Lord lets us know right here, amen, that you will be all that God called you to be. Every single thing that the Lord has for you, you're going to do. See, his word in that scripture in Jeremiah 1.5 says, I set you apart. I sanctified you, he lets us know. I sanctified thee. In other words, he made you clean when you were a hot mess. Anybody a hot mess here tonight? Hello. It's all right, amen. 
It's all right if you are, but the Lord still loves you. Praise God. Praise God that he makes you clean even though when you feel dirty. Even though, amen, when you could come into church and be dirty-minded. Hello, Pastor Danny. Praise the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right there. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. He set us apart. He sanctified us. He purified us. Most importantly, he dedicated us. Doesn't matter what anybody has to say. We're dedicated unto the Lord. We're dedicated unto his goodness and to his grace. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 says, He saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything that we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. And this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Can I hear you give the Lord some praise for that? Amen. See, that scripture in Jeremiah 1.5 says, I appointed you. I ordained you. He ordained you to do a work. Can I hear you say amen? amen? But before you get to that work, there's things that need to happen to you. There are things that need to happen to you in the house of God. There are things that need to happen to you in your relationship with God. See, that word appoint means to be healed. There's people in this house, amen, that the reason why you haven't fulfilled the call of God in your life is because you still need to be healed. There still needs to be a, a, a change inside of you. There still needs to be a, a surrenderance inside of you, a submission inside of you. There still needs to be a place where you say, you know what, Lord, uh, I haven't been able to trust anybody. I haven't been able to trust the uh, uh, people around me because of what's happened to me in the past. But I'm not going to let that dictate me, me no more. I'm going to come to you, Lord, and I'm going to let you heal me from the inside out. See, the Bible says that though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. Your inward man needs to be new. Can I hear you say Amen. It needs to be different. It needs to be in a place where you know what, Lord, I love you. I trust you. I believe in you. I know that you called me. I know that you gifted me. I know that you got so much more for me that I no longer am going to live in the past hurts. Be healed. Can I hear you say amen? amen. See, to, to appoint you, to ordain you, it means that he wants to bring you forth. He wants to deliver. The deliverer needs to be delivered. Can I hear you say amen? Amen. The reason why uh, uh, you're there and you're at that threshold where you want to cross into what God has for you, but you're being hindered is because there's still things that you need to be delivered from. You need to let go and to trust. Amen. That word uh, uh, appoint means to perform, to ordain. It means to place. It means to most importantly restore. This is a restoring ministry. Can I hear you say amen? This is a ministry, amen, of reaching, teaching, mending, ascending, and of grabbing people that are broken and damaged that nobody wants and being loved on by God, by the Holy Spirit, by our pastors, by our church, amen, to be restored into the original place, the, uh, the purpose that God had intended for all of us. Amen. We were all jacked up at one point. I don't know how holy you were or how crazy you were. I was going to say hoey, hello. Amen. I don't know how messed up you were. Amen. God knows and you know. Amen. But however it was, the restoration process is in this house. Can I hear you say amen? We need to be restored so we can be sent out. Sent out, amen, to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be the, the workmen of his calling, amen? Not just in another city, but in our church first, amongst each other so we can help one another out. Most importantly, to appoint, to assign, a to be ordained means to submit. See, the Bible lets us know, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee. See, the reason why the devil's still nipping at your heels, amen, is because you haven't submitted to God. You may have surrendered. You may have said, hey, Lord, I, I'm not going to fight you no more. But you haven't submitted to his will. 
You haven't submitted to his ways. You haven't submitted to his word. You haven't submitted to his calling. The Bible lets us know in the book of Isaiah chapter 1, if, if, if is a big question, amen? If you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the best of the land. Who wants to eat the best of the land? Three people, five people, seven people. Can I get a tenth? Come on, somebody. They're going back. Thank you, Phil. You're buying everybody tacos tonight. Praise the Lord. Not from Del Taco either. None of that, that three for three dollars stuff. Amen. We want the real deal. I know how the men's home does it. <laughs> what was they saying? Yield. Yield. That's right. To submit. We got to submit to the Lord. See, to submit means that you're putting yourself under his will, under his care, under his plan, under what he wants to do inside of you. In other words, you yield to God. Lord, have your way in my life. So you got to learn to set boundaries in your life. Can I hear someone say amen? amen. You, you want to see God move in your life? Set boundaries in your life. And your boundary isn't, okay, I want to pray for this and say in Jesus' name and wait for it to happen. No. Your boundary is this is what the word of the Lord says. And the other side of the boundary is this is when God did it. Nothing outside of those boundaries is allowed to be moved in. Because then you're leaning on your own understanding. And we all know how that goes. You end up back in the men's home. Hello. I'm just kidding, men's home. I'm there with you. I'm, I'm, I'm pastoring a Modesto. I'm still living in the men's home. Oh, Lord Jesus. Jeremiah, amen, lets us know very clearly in that portion of scripture that yes, he's appointed us to be prophets unto the nations, to speak, amen, to we've been empowered with the Holy Spirit so that we can uh, testify of his goodness and of his will, but we have to go through this process. See, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 says, commit. Someone say commit. commit. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. You got you to gotta trust in him. You got to believe in him. Amen. We need to zero in and focus on what matters in God's plan and purpose for our life. That's the intention. That's where we're at. Number two tonight is be patient. Be patient. Go with me to the book of Psalm chapter 40 real quick. Book of Psalms chapter 40. And we're going to read verses 1 through 3. Word of the Lord reads, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and he heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. And he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God, and many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Glory. Amen. I waited patiently unto the Lord, knowing that at the right time, at the day of salvation, at the day of need, at the day of help, God was going to hear me. Amen. And we're all in that same place here today. Whether that cry uh, unto the Lord was years ago or whether it was this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whatever it was, God is listening to you. You got to be patient and understand that and, and through your testings and through your trials right now, through the moments of growing weary, don't quit. Because God has something greater for you on the other side of it. Can I hear you say amen? amen. See, patience, what it means is the capacity to tolerate delay. Are you willing to wait? Are you willing to wait on the Lord most importantly? Amen. There's a lot of things that want to pressure us to, to hurry up and do things, amen, like how Pastor Ru uh, Ruben talks about too soonitis. We can't be uh, trying to rush into uh, what we think is our will too soon, and then it ends up hurting us. But we got to believe that the Lord is leading through the Holy Spirit, through his promises, and through prayer. Yes. Most importantly, the, that God make it clearly, amen. See, patience is uh, uh, the capacity to accept trouble. Are you willing to accept trouble, not because you cause trouble? 
Not because you created trouble, but because trouble is coming against you to stop you from the will of God. Are you hearing me tonight? Right there. <laughs> Patience. Amen. Most importantly is suffering without getting angry. And that's the kicker right there because we all like to get uh, uh, angry. We can say we don't, but we do. We don't get angry. We get upset. We get all crazy. But the patient process uh, develops something inside of us. It makes us new. It makes us refined. It makes us uh, into what God wants us to be. Most importantly, the patience process uh, makes us uh, focused intently on what, okay, I'm pinpointing on what I want God to do in my life. I'm going to commit my works to the Lord. I'm going to let him establish his works inside of me. And I'm going to trust him when he tells me to go. When he tells me to move, that's when I move. See, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, the word of the Lord reads, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. You have a promise. Can I hear you say amen? amen. You have a promise, and your promise isn't what you've been praying for. Your promise is what God has for you. See, the word of the Lord says that his promises are yes and amen, and through him they're the amen. Through what he has planned for you, through what he answers for you. Most importantly, what I want you to remember is that the promise that God has given us is, is that name, Emmanuel, God with us. God is with you right now. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Whatever it is that's coming against you, God is with you. Whatever it is that's not accepting of what you want in your life, God is with you. Whatever it is that's troubling you right now, tonight in this house, God is with you. So if God before you, who can be against you? You got an inheritance coming. Can I hear you say Amen. You got something coming, and this time it's good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You got something coming, and it's from God. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it happened. It doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter whatever the situation is. God said, be patient and inherit what's coming to you. You got a promise. You got something, amen, that is good because it's from God. Word of the Lord says in Deuteronomy 7, uh, chapter 7, verses 21 and 23. Do not be terrified by them, for the Lord your God who is among you is a great and awesome God. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little, and you will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once, or the wild animals, the beasts, will multiply around you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you, throwing them into a great confusion until they're all destroyed. Amen. Everything that's trying to come against you is nothing compared to what God has planned. Don't you quit. Don't you grow weary. Don't you grow soft. Amen. But you keep believing and you keep trusting. See, the third thing I want to talk about tonight is be persistent. Pastor Reuben preached a couple Sundays ago about uh, being persistent and praying persistently. And, it, and it's exactly what we need in this season. Staying the course has been a, a, a beautiful uh, a theme, a beautiful uh, action in our lives for this year. And so we got to continue it, not just uh, when this next uh, theme comes up, when this next year comes up. we got to be persistent with that action inside of our hearts. Can I hear someone say amen? amen? Persistent means continually firm, continually firmly in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Not everybody's going to be for you. Not everybody is going to be wanting to hear your good news. Not everybody's going to be wanting to open up doors for you and all these other things. You're going to have to understand that the call of God is going to cause persistence in your life to overcome these things. You got to continue is what I'm trying to let you know. You got to continue to exist. You got to continue to endure over a prolonged period of time. It'd be nice if it happened like this. Can I hear you say amen? But it don't. It don't happen that way. Not always at least. God can do all kinds of things, but it doesn't always happen that way. 
We have to trust God that he's in control of everything. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. Word of the Lord says, be persistent and devoted to prayer. See, the devoted means uh, uh, you're doing it from your heart. You're not doing it out of routine. Not because I have to pray, because I want to pray. I need to pray. I need to see God's face because if I don't pray, I get crazy. I get weird. I start cussing. Hello. And I'm my Christian customers, real ones. Stuff that I say, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you got to get into that place in your heart that you know what, Lord? This life that I'm walking is going to come with fights. It's going to come with battles. It's going to come with opposition. And I need you more than ever right now. I need you here. Uh, I want to be persistent and devoted in prayer. The word of God says, being alert and focused in your prayer life. In other words, you're not just praying random prayers, but you're targeting your prayer life. This is the area that I need to hit. This is the area that I need you covering in God. This is the area that I need you to move in. This is the area that I need you to break down the walls that are trying to block my life. With an attitude. Someone say attitude. Some of you say it with an attitude. Hello. Attitude is a set mindset. It's the way that you've made a decision in your mind that this is what I'm thinking and it is reflected in your behavior. You can say one thing, but your behavior shows a whole different thing. You could be here tonight telling people you're blessed, but your attitude's showing different. Little grumpy Christian you. (laughs) Amen. The word is continuing to say, be persistent and devoted to prayer, being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. Being thankful to the Lord for everything that he's got going on in your life. Every door that he's closed, amen? When was the last time you prayed in your, in your prayers? Thank you, God, for closing that door. Thank you, God, for not allowing that to happen to me. Thank you, God, for not answering that prayer. Thank you, God, for the no. Amen? When was the last time that we thank God for those things, amen, that we received that maybe we didn't want at the moment but didn't know that we needed later on? Thank you, Lord, for these these areas in our life. As a matter of fact, if you're sitting here tonight and you're trying to figure out what the will of God is for your life, the word of the Lord lets us know that the will of God is for us to be thankful in the book of Thessalonians. Be thankful of God for everything. Be devoted in prayer. Be consistent in prayer. And you're going to see your life change. You'll see your attitude change. Amen. You'll be here in the house of God. And you know that when you're seeking the Lord and you're hungering for him in prayer, God will begin to meet you. See, the most important thing to remember about prayer is that prayer isn't intended for us to change God's mind. It's not for us to try to convince God of something different. Lord, if you do it this way, I promise I'll be good this time. Hello. But no, it's a, it's a place where you change your mind and align yourself to God's will. See, Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 5 say, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them the day that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared for what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I do not fear God or I care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that we, she won't eventually come and attack me. You got to understand that even though there's things in your life that maybe it seems that people are opposing you in, you keep being persistent in prayer and God will change people's minds. God will change people's outlooks. Amen. It doesn't matter what they tell you today. It doesn't matter if they're accepting of what you want to do today. Chile with them. Can I hear you say amen? 
You, you do what's in your heart, man. If God has placed something in your heart and it's according to his will, move in it. Move in it. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Number four, expect results. You have to be expecting. Can I hear you say amen? See, to expect means that something is required because you're willing to fulfill an obligation. You can't expect something without putting in work. You can't expect to change just because you're a part of something. You could be sitting here in this church for years and not change if you're not putting in uh, persistency, if you're not being patient, if you're not being intentional, and if you're not expecting. See, there's a, there's a story, amen, of a, of a man at the pool of Bethesda that was sitting there for years waiting for at the right time when the angel came and stirred up the waters that there would be healing. So he was waiting for somebody to put him in there, and Jesus showed up. And came up to the man and he asked him, well, what do you need? Well, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And the man had nothing but excuses. How many times do we come to church hoping for different but showing up with nothing but excuses? Nothing but reasons why my life hasn't changed. Nothing for reasons but why I can't do this in ministry. Nothing but reasons why uh, I'm, not, I'm afraid to do this. And all our insecurities stop us and hinder us because we've been messed up. We've been hurt. We've been damaged. We've been jacked up. We've been whatever it's been. But the Lord don't care about our excuses. Praise the Lord. He asked the brother, what do you need? What do you want? And the Lord healed him. Lord, tell him, get up, you chion. Hello. Stop being a crybaby. Be healed. Get up and walk. God's telling somebody here tonight, stop crying about a situation that you can no longer control. That you can no longer have a, an outcome in. You, you no longer have anything to do with. Get up and walk. Get up and be healed. Get up and sin no more. <clears throat> See, to expect results means to regard as likely to happen. You have to believe, church. You have to believe. You have to have faith. Can I hear you say amen? amen? See, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You, you can sit here and you can praise and you can worship and you can all these things without the expectation of faith. You're not going to put a smile on Jesus' face. You got to believe that he's the one who can do it. Can I hear you say amen? amen? See, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Word of the Lord reads, as I get ready to bring this to a close. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. And at 3 in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. Where he was put, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked them straight, in the eye, straight at him, and, and, as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. And he jumped to his feet and began to walk. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. See, so you have to pay attention. That's what the man did. He had an expectation. Every day he had a routine. Every day uh, people that felt sorry for him, people that uh, knew how his life was, people that thought he was only good for one thing, they made him do this. They, they put him there and they said, hey, do what you can here. And every day he sat there and he begged. Every day he sat there and he hustled. Every day he sat there and he tried to make something happen. We got to learn to not be those people that try to make it happen and trust for God to create something to happen. 
And at the right time, he had an encounter, just like how you're having encounters, amen? But you have to pay attention. You have to give your attention to something. You got you to gotta focus somewhere. You got to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Can I hear you say amen? amen? So that you can have that expectation of, Lord, I'm looking at you because everything that I want has to be from you. Lord, I'm looking at you because I trust you for whatever it is that you want to do in my life. <coughs> Excuse me. The word right here is letting them know tangible things we don't need. We like them. We want them. Whatever. What we need is God. What we need is Jesus in this moment. What we need is God to help us keep continuing to go, to not stop, to trust him. This man had issues. He was lame from birth. And every day he was carried and every day he was left there. Every day his life revolved around sickness. You can be here tonight and every day your life is revolved in sickness, whether it be physical, whether it be mental, whether it be spiritual, whether it be emotional. And you're trying your best. And you're trusting God and I get it. But tonight as we stand to our feet, give him your attention. Give him your attention. Be intentional with him. Be patient with him. Be persistent with him. And be expecting with him. And just like how Peter and John commanded that man to walk. Walk doesn't just mean to pick one foot up and put it down. It means to live. Live with that expectation from God. Live with that miracle. You ready for a miracle? Yes. Activate your faith. Acknowledge him. And have a great expectation for what God wants to do. See, too many times we hit altar calls and we have an expectation, we have a hope. But we get to the point and we just think, maybe I'm just destined to live this way. That's a lie from the devil. And tonight we rebuke it in Jesus' name. His miracle wouldn't have taken place without faith. And tonight, church, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm challenging you. There's a gift in this house for you tonight. And it comes in faith comes in trust it comes in belief it comes in hope in God and so if you're here tonight maybe you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior maybe you have you haven't been living the way that you should be you want to recommit to him you want to dedicate yourself for the first time or you want to recommit to him tonight go ahead and raise your hand because I want to pray for you hallelujah the Lord sees that hand brother the Lord sees that hand amen anybody else hallelujah and right there where you're at, just somebody, just, just repeat after me. Father, I come to you tonight in need of forgiveness. I ask you, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me with your spirit. And Holy Spirit, I ask you that you guide me, convict me, and correct me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we want to open up these altars.